0: Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 272. Thanks to the good people at netgear, au. I am joined in the Tech Guide studio by Stephen Fenwick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate.
1: Good afternoon, Trevor. You're looking a bit sunburned there today. Yeah, I was going to
0: say, can we turn the cooling on in yes. here? I am...
1: Warm Haven't you heard of slip slop slap mate No hat in the car or nothing
0: Yes or? the whole roof comes down on the car yeah. And I kind of got caught out by the it's fact that the First world problems of driving a Lamborghini around <laughs> eh? That's pretty hard Jeez, I'm, I'm actually worried I'm not, I don't feel sorry for you him, know, I didn't think you did I took my son out with me this morning We were filming the, the video I did And I just realised he's probably sunburned as well Anyway
1: Yeah that's that's the docks will be in, uh, in <laughs> contact mate you've, you've harmed your child <laughs> Yeah
0: Anyway, um, first world problems, as Stephen says, Trevor's got a big red nose, but life goes on. Uh, We are here to talk tech, all the tech news of the week, and there is some cracking good stories coming up here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. I think when it comes to tech news, we absolutely have to headline with this, even though there is some other amazing stories around Stephen. And and what I love about this story is that I feel like if we went back in time, and maybe one of our listeners can rewind and find it, but – I feel like we predicted this. I feel like we said Foxtel should have done this in the first place. Presto's dead. Presto will cease uh, service January 31, 2017. Um, The announcement went this way. There was rumours a few few weeks or months ago about Channel 7's involvement. It's a joint venture between Channel 7 and and Foxtel. In the morning, Channel 7 uh, or Foxtel announced they had bought Channel 7's stake in Presto, and a minute later they announced that they were shutting it down. So basically, as of... January 31, Channel 7 and Foxtel are no longer in a joint venture partnership. They may still have content deals together and things like that. We can still be working on home and away specials. Oh, well, how <laughs> riveting is that? <laughs> um, that was always going to get Presto going, wasn't it? Um, but Presto it will be dead as a brand. And here's, here's the interesting thing too as an insight, and we know a couple of people at Presto, and it, with great sadness, they've been made redundant um, unless other jobs are found for them within Foxtel. But that in and it of itself says to me why this – was a very risky move. I don't don't want to say it was never going to work, but it was a very risky move because you're creating a completely separate business within Foxtel for Presto. So I feel like if it was integrated from the start in some way, it may have been better. But to me, the real news here is what they're going to do next, which is basically turn up the dial on Foxtel Play. They're turning up the dial on the content. They're turning up the dial on the quality. They're turning up the dial on how you get it, and they're turning down the dial on price.
1: But the... the this is we've seen this happen in a number of other areas, like there was always going to be competition, early, strong competition in mm. this space, and of course Netflix having the brand recognition we're always going to be the leader yeah. I think we, we've said many times we, we did rate presto as our number 33 three choice, yep. and we were right Stan is is gaining strength and having more than a million subscribers now in Australia mm-hmm. doing really well, made some great content deals. And Presto, unfortunately, were, were the ones left behind, and and this I think the, this was an inevitable move. I don't think there was room for three in the in the marketplace, no, yeah. so they had to find their place. And it's a game of musical chairs. There's two seats and three players, and the third one's out. Yeah, and the music finally stopped until them presto, sat out. Presto, see you later. And presto, and, later. and it, look, it it is unfortunate, and, and it is oh, I do feel sorry for people who are losing their jobs and stuff over this. Uh, that's an unfortunate thing. Uh, but in in the same breath when Foxtel announced look we're pulling out of this and then they announced Foxtel play and what their plans for it I think it's bridging the gap between what the, that's what this is what they should have done exactly before they even thought of presto mm. because is- the, the, how many people did uh, ask you and me and had the thoughts in their mind well do I need Foxtel I've got Netflix I've got this do I need Foxtel mm. this has made Foxtel more relevant
0: than ever and the debate over the last couple of years has been Foxfield's too expensive and Game of Thrones is too expensive. This yeah. this kills that because Game of Thrones is now fifteen bucks a month. Fifteen um, The if and On again top of everything else though as well, not just Game of Thrones, just everything right, else you that's get. That's right. But if, yeah. if you just go by those yeah. single things, right. And you're sitting in the boardroom three years ago, five years ago with Foxtel, and you're going, oh, oh we've got our streaming service, Foxtel Play, but we're going to launch something in, comp- in competition and Netflix and, and, and whatever Channel 9's doing. It just seems like they bit off more than they could chew. Now, let's just recap for people. Foxtel Play is not new. It's been around for a while. You yeah. can you can subscribe to Foxtel Play. In the, the, the most recent round, it was 25 bucks to get into, and you uh, had to access like 50, it through. It was 50 channels, and yeah. you had to access it on your smart TV, yep. your you PS3. You could get it through PS3, X box there you could use the Foxtel Tablets. Go app and things like that so it was basically a internet version of Foxtel the pay tv service now Foxtel the pay tv service has great brand uh, great credibility i think as a brand too and they do great television channels and they've also created great on demand services as a result of that the Foxtel Go app is bloody amazing right for a Foxtel subscriber so why not give People who either can't or don't want to get the full Foxtel subscription, why don't you give them an internet version of that and give them the quality they want in terms of the amount of of content Mm -hmm. because you've got to remember it's live and on-demand content. The biggest question I got over the course of the day when this was announced was, yeah, it was not on Apple TV. Yeah, it's not HD. Well, not yet. No, I spoke to Foxtel on whatever night it was announced, and they confirmed that early in what twenty seventeen it will go HD. That's a big switch. It's a big tick. They didn't confirm Apple TV, but they basically said we're not we we don't have a problem with being on any single device. Of course not. So yeah. you're going to be – they're also going to sell a little puck, a little – But it is, a little, on,
1: it is on smart TVs as well, we should remember.
0: Totally, but yeah. you've got to remember Apple TV is a really great way of accessing all of these style, yeah. style things. Mm. Um, they're going to sell a little set-top box like a Fetch Mini that will be you know, your
1: Foxtel Play box, and I think yeah. that's where you'll get your Netflix. So that will compete with Telstra TV. Yeah. But you, I think the, the thing that – and you mentioned before Game of Thrones, that's a game changer for a lot of yeah. – you know, Game Changer, Game of Thrones changer. Yeah, yeah, the There's right. also the uh, sport component. Oh, Let's 35 bucks that. a month, I can now get well, the Formula One. That, that was one thing that I think holding many people back, and I think conversations I've had with people who have the full-blown Foxtel system with the set-top box and everything, if it wasn't for live sport, they wouldn't have the service. So having that ability to access that great content, the live sport – you get your news channels. That's a big plus. That's a big tick for Foxtel play as well because mm. Netflix is great. So Stan, they don't have, they don't have that, and that's a, that's a big push for. And the fact that yes, you as you mentioned, you can get it for as little as thirty five bucks with a, a, a starter pack. Add that on, mm. uh, that's a big tick too. And I'm even thinking, well, you know, I've got a platinum package here with Foxtel. I'm thinking, do I need that? Do I need that anymore? I've so, only got. I pay sixty bucks a month for the box, so I can watch sport.
0: And the only reason I won't switch to Foxtel Play is quality. I'm going to need to yeah, see HD. the HD. But I, I, but Internet HD and Foxtel Cable HD Absolutely. are two very different things, right? So
1: I haven't even spoken about four K yet. No, was, and if you won't get four K on Foxtel Play. You you may the first place you'll get it would be on the box. If if they maybe IQ four. If, you know, if they're
0: it. smart, the first thing they'll do is is flag that as being a thing. What I think is going to happen here, this is the announcement of the demise of Presto and the the you know the articulation of what they're planning. I think we're going to get an early January slash February relaunch of Foxtel Play, everything, the brand, the look, yeah. the apps, the everything. They're going to go super hard because if you remember, do you remember go back to Foxtel Guide or even the first launch of Foxtel Go? Yeah. This was huge. This was innovative. It was so well done. It worked really well. You could rewind TV shows thirty minutes, even if you'd only just tuned in. It was mm. very smart, and they lost that. They lost that mm. game-changing
1: leadership thought process. Did. See what what I liked about Foxtel Go is it, it it made your Foxtel account. It made it gave you better value, totally. more bang for your buck. Yeah, and I think they got that, They got to get that back back as well because Netflix is still going to be fifteen bucks a month. Stan's still going to be, what, 10 bucks a month? Mm. So your cheapest Foxtel Play is, what, 25 bucks a month? No, cheapest 20, Foxtel Play is $10 15, bucks. Oh, for, the, for the. 10 bucks for like pack. documentaries or kids. But, yeah, but for the. You, you want to, the fair Income channels like the, your Game of Thrones. What, and stuff is not Fed Income? Well, that, that's part of the documentary. Was that? 10 yeah, bucks? I noticed that pack too, by the way. I'm thinking, yeah, I'd get that. Oh, yeah. It was the only channel in that whole pack that I would watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, damn it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, the choice is good, mm. uh, it's cheaper. And easier to package what you want. I think uh, they're on the they're on the right track. And
0: here's my last thing I'll say is I don't think that Foxtel Play and Netflix and Stan are competitors. I think Foxtel Play becomes complementary yeah. to Stan and Netflix. Either all or both, because you can have all three. Yeah. You could have Foxtel Play and one of the others, because really Absolutely, Netflix yeah. feels to me like it's getting smaller in terms of the library and they're just focusing on their Netflix the original releases, content. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Stan feels like they're just continuing to build a great big library yeah. of content. And I think, I actually think long term, Stan is doing good stuff. Like if they continue and can keep pushing hard, I think they will convert a fair few people. Yeah, and I think I, Foxtel I Play
1: Plus, one of those, is an excellent entertainment option. I think so, your Netflix is sort of turning into your your new release, your, your sort it's of cin- into your like your cinema. It's like HBO. It's like your cinema and stands more like your video store. So you've the, the back catalogue stuff with some original content, yeah. and your Foxtel is your new sport and everything else, all yeah. the docos and everything else. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah, you know, is. Yeah, uh, is, the, is the pricing of Foxtel Play, though, still – can they do better, do you think? It, Mate, be... 35 bucks a month it's not bad, to yeah. get Fox Sports yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Now,
0: I watched the entire Malaysian Grand Prix on my mobile phone on the, on the train. You train. the smugglers smugglers? Yeah, away yeah away. totally. No, because I, I, I was on air at two eat till six o'clock. Yeah, race right. started my at grand six. final day. Yes, race started at six, yep. and I had to catch the train to work, so I caught the train home. I watched the whole thing – Except for the last like five laps I just got home in time via Foxtel Go. Yeah, cool. And you know what? The experience was excellent. I was using like Vodafone Network and Foxtel Go. Thank you, Lord. They they saved me. And that's the that's the experience of entertainment in the future, anywhere you want.
1: One other little thing, if for people who are thinking, well, do I keep my Foxtel box now? Do I go to Foxtel Play? You can't record on Foxtel Play. Yeah. You can't have HD yet. Or the quality of HD. And, and even when yeah. it comes, I just just oh, be careful yeah. you don't it's think not- it's going to be as – because let's
0: remember, and I've said this many times, yeah. Fox Sports HD is the best it's quality awesome. broadcast television you will ever see, yeah. and I don't believe they're going to be able to replicate that on the internet. So no, so the, I think
1: for people who are tossing up out, out there thinking, well – do I get rid of the box? Do I go this way? These are things to consider. Yeah, totally. How much you record. We should point out that on Foxtel Play, you can not only access all the linear channels, but all the on-demand. You get the catch-up, the on-demand, and so all that. Theoretically,
0: recording not an issue, but for
1: some programs, it won't be there. You, you won't. So some programs, oh damn, I missed this latest episode of this, but you can go back and catch up with mm. it. Others maybe not, like sport. I don't think you're able to do that if you want to. No, and or news. I know it
0: sounds crazy, but some yeah. of the Sky News channels you want to get yeah. on-demand, they might not be there. I don't know. You just got to be cautious that you don't mm. think that on-demand replaces IQ. Yeah. So. Anyway, interesting yeah. times. I think sad for the Presto team, but I think uh, an obvious thing to do for Foxtel, you can kind of imagine that it was like, okay, guys, we just got to do it. Let's just pull the Band-Aid off and off we go. Yeah. Two Blokes Talking Tech, Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick on uh, Twitter, at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fennick with a PH. Uh, hit us up with your thoughts on the streaming wars. Uh, Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag.
1: Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Now, just just after we've got our breath back from the iPhone launch, yeah. we've got another phone launch, and this time it's from Google. Uh, the Google Pixel and Pixel XL, I think, look a bit like the iPhones myself, but I, I haven't actually held them in my hand. But they do. Uh, I find the the timing very interesting. I find the designs very interesting. There's a there's a, a Pixel and a Pixel XL, so it's kind of like the seven, the seven plus although that isn't a first in the industry. Uh, I do I do like the fact, though, that they've gone ahead and uh, not only created or designed it inside and out, although HTC, I understand, is the manufacturer of the yeah. device. They don't have a phone factory laying around Google, so they no. needed someone to help them. Uh, but I think the, the devices look really interesting. What, what, what uh, surprised me, though, was the price. And we'll talk about the features in a minute, mm. but they're making a bit of a statement here, Google, saying, well, this isn't your mid to your phone. This is to compete with the iPhone. And your Samsung devices, and this is where they go wrong. Yeah, and I think the two oh, well, blokes like me. The yeah. two
0: blokes will be proven to be correct once again, mm-hmm. as we were many years ago with tablets. This is I. So I had an example I'll give you is uh, someone uh, who, who I know very well said to me, "Okay, on well, my phone's up, I've got an old Samsung. It's, it's getting old. Yep. Should I get the Pixel?" I said, "It's a beautiful phone. Are you going to buy it outright?" They go, "Yeah." I said, "Well, for." If you're prepared to buy outright, get the Huawei P9 for seven ninety nine. It's a bloody great phone, yeah. and I don't know what this thing is going to do for the average Joe. That's better than that. So, you know, one thousand and seventy nine dollars, which, the by the way, yeah. is exactly the same price as the iPhone. All <laughs> through, like the prices are identical to the iPhone. And I just look at that and go, seriously, are you kidding me here?
1: Yeah. That's just it's but just silly, it's, silly gamesmanship. Playing with fire, isn't it? A it? Company does that. If, if a company says right. Here's the amount of – you've got this amount of money and you can either buy an iPhone 7 or a Google Pixel. I'll give you a better example. What's going to happen there, you reckon? It's ex- okay. I like their strategy.
0: Exclusive to Telstra, it gives them a bit of a push, yeah, right? A little. So you
1: can buy outright a JB Hi-Fi customer
0: customer on a contract, which is you know yeah, fifty yeah. or more percent of people okay. in Australia walk okay. into a Telstra store. Yeah. They're prepared to pay ninety five dollars a month for ten gig, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but you're prepared to pay ninety five dollars a month for ten yeah. gigabytes of data and, and a brand a, new and phone, and right? So you're standing there and you don't really know much about phones. You're just an average Joe. Yep. You don't listen to this podcast, I'll be honest. And the, and the person says, do you want an iPhone 7? Do you want a Samsung Galaxy S7? Or do you want the Google Pixel? Oh, sadly for Samsung, I think people are going to go, oh, Samsung's, they explode. You know, I think, yeah. I actually think that is an impact, uh, uh, yeah, a real problem for them right I now. I imagine that, yeah. I think then the person's going to go, oh, I can get an iPhone? Yeah, I can get an iPhone. I don't mm. think Google has the credibility other than mm. a search engine in the general public. Mm. Think about Google Mail, Google Docs, all the amazing things they do. The general public don't know those things but, exist. Okay,
1: no, I agree with that, but you got to remember that not, like the, the, if someone's buying, spending more than $1,000, like aiming at a phone of this quality, spending 95 bucks a month, it wouldn't be your, your average Joe, your mum and dad, Teenager. I think it okay, will. well, I think that brings them into a tier where there's a bit more some savvy customers out there who would so think, then, well, so I kind of like Google.
0: They're at, they're at iPhone and Google stage. Yeah. Why are they going to choose a Google Pixel? Well, I think
1: because A, it's new, it's brand new. The I mean, iPhone's brand new. Well, newish would well, they there has been iPhones for oh, 10 it's years two weeks old mean? but you know I mean? no, no no not just that i think well i think people may may like the fact that oh i've got this brand new phone that's mm. just come out there that's kind of appealing as well i oh, know iPhone seven 7's only like 3 weeks old i agree but that that could be an attraction but i think if they if they've done their research and you know reading your story my story all, all our reviews they'll find that there are some interesting new features here i think oh, what's going to appeal sure. if if telstra do this right or if whoever's selling this phone does it right they've got to appeal to some of the pain points of customers, and, and one of them being yes, yes. the ease in which you can get your content across mm-hmm. and not having any limit to storing your photos and videos. Totally. I think yes. that they were very – it was that rude thing where you have a stab at your competitor,
0: but it was a smart thing. They put up the the notification of your space is full, you can't take any more photos. And yeah. and it didn't actually get a cheer or anything, but it got a kind of a chuckle <laughs> yeah. because people – I've even seen it, you know. And – for you to understand, and the thing about the Google experience is it's seamless, right? So you don't know yeah. what's in the cloud and what's not. Yeah. It's the same with the iPhone right now. It actually does do all cloud, but you are limited and you have to pay big bucks for their cloud. So for Google to say if you buy this phone, you get unlimited cloud for your for your, mov- for your movies, for your movies and videos and, and photos in full resolution. Yeah. It's a big deal. That's huge. Uh, I think that the um, the voice assistant they don't ever compare it to Siri, but yeah. clearly. Apple has Siri. Google has Google Voice Assistant. Yeah. It is very smart, but it's still mate. I don't think people are going to buy a phone because it can book them a bloody restaurant yeah. table. I think this is the problem of people like Google. If I, if Google wanted to really embrace the future, they'd move out of Silicon Valley. Because, mate, you're, it's, it's a bubble. You go to San Francisco, you can book a chair, you can book a table, you can book – it's everything. It's the yeah, app centre sure. of the world. Mm. Come to Sydney, you can't do any of that stuff. Mm. You might be able to get a delivery not, not room. Yet. Not yet. But you can only do that in the centre of Sydney. Yeah. You can't get that in Ornsby. But,
1: but I think Google's counting here on the power of their brand. They're they're, they're a massive brand and I think people thinking, well – I've already got Gmail. I'm already using Google Apps. So I've got all this happening. And how's it all different this- to the Nexus? They've had multiple years well, of a Nexus phone, which was a yeah. Google phone, Google
0: designed, manufactured by other people. Doesn't matter. The average Joe, it's still a Google phone,
1: right? Yeah. How is this that much better? Well, it's supposed to have the best smartphone camera in the world as well.
0: This DXO, Mark, people. DxOMark. I think <laughs> they might be taking the piss. Sorry, Uncle Trev said that word, but really, I just. <laughs> I get it, but here's the other thing. You look at the chart. iPhone 7 Plus not on that chart. Yeah, why? Why?
1: Why that? Because well, yeah. they probably didn't give him the phone to test it. Well, that's probably has why. Well, how, done. How do you get a How do you get a
0: rating the day you've been launched? <laughs> Can you? Well, they did it to beforehand, obviously.
1: Can you Google DxO Mark
0: iPhone 7 Plus? I want to know what they're rating it because it's not on the Google chart. DxOMark. And you know, let's not kid ourselves. The, the iPhone 7 Plus has an exceptional camera. The iPhone 7 has a good camera, and that's shown by the DxO um, results. But I just think camera-wise, yeah, it's good. It's it, and even if it is better, it's it's not uh, amazingly better. But it's it's a good camera, great, possibly the best camera. It's uh, got the unlimited storage. It um it looks nice. It has a fingerprint sensor, but it's not waterproof. And that's something that Samsung and, and Apple both and, now have. And is there a micro SD card
1: slot? Is it expandable? No, because no. they have the unlimited storage. And you know what I couldn't find straight away, and my sort of the heart was pumping a little harder. Headphone jack, there's no. One there is. I did, on. mate.
0: I was looking yeah, and looking. It's not on the bottom, but is it, it? Came on the spec sheet. It's on Ooh, the top. Yeah, the headphone yeah, jack's on the top. Came right. up on the spec sheet. I mean, you never see three point five millimeter headphone jack on a spec sheet, but it, this it, one it specified. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now, yeah. according to this
1: story that I've just pulled up here at random. Yeah, but that's the
0: iPhone Seven, not Seven, 7 plus. plus.
1: no, I couldn't find. There's no testing for the Seven Plus. So see, I couldn't see it.
0: Don't DXO Mark themselves have a website? The first result on on the search thing. It's DXO, Mark. We could be here forever. But click on that because let's see if they have iPhone 7 Plus. Anyway, um,
1: bottom line. But I think the DXO, Mark, they would have needed the phone for a period of time before launch, like uh, Android, yeah, well, okay, but the Android iPhone seven has been out now for a while. I understand, but Android announced it the day of their launch, so they must have had it to test it. Yeah, of course. So iPhone are not going to give them a phone. You know, it's only been the three iPhone seven's been
0: out for weeks. Yeah, I
1: know. Well, they're pretty slow off the market, DX. I right? think it's a very interesting oversight. Okay, so 80, They rated the the the, 7 the iPhone 86. seven is eighty six. Yeah, we got that. And the but the the um, the Google the Google Pixel is eighty nine.
0: But the 7 Plus is not listed. This is my point, right? I want to know where the iPhone 7 Plus rates. Um, it's very, very interesting that there's no such result. Actually, on the side here, there's sorry, people that are listening, we're just literally scrolling the internet. Um, all of the results are listed here the best phones. And the HTC uh, 10 rates an 88. I'll Samsung I'll it, Galaxy S7 Edge is an 88. And the Pixel gets it by one. The iPhone 7 Plus is 86. not listed
1: here. Yeah. So iPhone 6 Plus is, i6s so Plus,
0: that's 84. Yeah, so I think we might be onto something there. But anyway, look, wow. I think their biggest – so so a couple of things. They did a very smart thing by making it look like it was their first ever phone. Didn't True. they? True, and I think – Because, be, I mean yeah. – oh, and and my litmus test is media, right? Who cares? Yeah, I didn't care. I'll be honest with you right now, okay? <laughs> I had no care in the world about the Google Pixel. But when the Today Show rang and said, oh, Google's launching a phone, I went, yeah.
1: <laughs> like they do every year. Yeah. They go, isn't it the first phone? I went, no. Yeah, it made the new. They, they made it out like it was the yeah. biggest thing in the and world. I reckon it's because then leaving out the other manufacturer. They haven't made a big deal about the fact that LG yeah. or Huawei or anyone was involved, yes. even though we know it was HTC that actually built it on the yeah. quiet. So that, that, I think that's a factor yeah. because uh, when, when it comes down to it, the, this choice in the past, you mentioned there's this iPhone, there's a Samsung and there's a Google phone it was an LG or it was a Huawei or it was a brand yes, on it. Yes. Here it's standing on its own and they made a point of saying, first phone we've designed inside yes. and out. Oh, so I think 10 points for announcement, marketing yeah. and,
0: and blurb, but oh, I do think that the price is what lets it
1: down. Yeah, Sim- simple so as that. surprised. Simple like- as that, I'm disappointed. Well, mate, I reckon this is $200 cheaper, bingo.
0: Hundred percent. Bingo. Eight ninety nine.
1: They were. wouldn't be able to make them faster. Nine ninety nine. Not good enough. Eight
0: ninety nine. And and again, I know we harp on about this, folks, but we we wanted the Huawei P nine to be seven ninety nine, and and we got that. That was exactly the right place for it. Listen to us. This this should be more than that because it is the Google experience. It's the all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Eight ninety nine. I just don't
1: see why it wouldn't fly off the bloody shelves. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe have a bit of a price adjustment. After a couple of months. I think. But, again, it comes down to a company not wanting their product to seem inferior they're to the competition. wankers
0: when it comes but to that
1: kind of thing. Like, like look at – we'll use Alcatel as a good example. Alcatel, yeah. they sell, I think, their most expensive phones 4 99 yeah. And they've got a third or – they're the number three in the market yeah. in Australia because of the people who because can't the afford volume. the iPhone, yeah. a expensive phone, credit challenge people. They, they want a phone and that's what they're going to buy. Yeah. Two Blokes Talking Tech, we
0: would appreciate your views on the uh, the price point and the features of the Google Pixel and Pixel XL. Uh, ziggy zaggy the hashtag on Twitter, at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fenwick. Two Blokes Talking
1: Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long.
0: And we do it all thanks to the good people at netgear, netgear netgear.com.au. Can't wait for the Orbi uh, home networking product to hit Australia. The, uh, The Orbi is a whole new approach to networking. It allows you to put one device next to your modem connection, another device somewhere else in the house. But what they do is they talk to each other via their own private network and extend your Wi-Fi radically throughout the entire home. And what that does is create the best and the widest Wi-Fi experience possible for your home. The Necky Orbi is going to be available in Australia by the end of the year and uh, we look forward to seeing it when it comes here and we hope that you get a look at it and uh, consider it for your home. Until then, products like the Nighthawk X8 and others, look for TriBand. That's the uh, that's the thing to look for in your home if you've got a heavily populated and heavily used uh internet connection at home. (laughs) netgear.com.au Stephen, I may have squealed like a (laughs) schoolgirl when I was shown... Uh, an app yesterday. Now it was it was quite a lengthy oh, process.
1: I know you've been known to do that. Just squeal like
0: a I I got someone squeed on Twitter when they saw it too. It's a very, it's a very exciting thing for both rev heads and tech heads, right? And you are both. So oh, wonder, I no wonder you had this response. Uh, yes, exactly. So I'm sitting at, at Fox Sports yesterday, and and I had the app wasn't available, so I had to download it via the beta thing, and it was all it was a very nervous time. I actually didn't know what they were launching. I'm just sitting at a cafe. They're just putting an app on my phone. I had no yeah. idea what was coming. And then they put this beer coaster in front of me and they say, okay, open the <laughs> app. And, and I knew it's going to be augmented reality. I've used a Nintendo 3DS, you know. It's this yeah. kind of augmented reality is not new, but I'd not seen it done in any meaningful way. So I open up the app and it's a Bathurst app. That gets me excited because Bathurst is this weekend and bring it on. But you point your phone at the coaster. The coaster comes alive. The coaster comes alive with a three-dimensional map of Bathurst, Mount Panorama. And if you haven't used augmented reality, it's very hard to explain, and I encourage you to download this app just to understand it. But you can basically move your phone in and out and around the map and look at it in great detail.
1: And zoom in and out. So that's you, right. you can You can, you can move
0: in. your phone in and close to the map. Yeah. So you're, you're moving in like you're actually physically standing in front of a a physical model, but there is nothing
1: really in front of you. So the coaster, the image on the coaster, which people can the image they can print out for themselves, right. is what triggers the app to create yeah. this reality around it.
0: It's known as a trigger. That's right. And that's so that was cool. I thought that was I thought that was really cool. Yeah, very nice. But then they go, just look closer. And I'm I'm seeing these little dots going around the track. And I went, is this a game or something? Real time data. Now at the time it was a, it was demo, yeah. but I tested it today during practice this afternoon. Real time data for the top ten cars on track so for every single V eight so session the this weekend. Dot
1: moving around represents a car that's on that point of the track yes. at that particular. Because they
0: have real time. data. Position
1: of the cars, yep.
0: speed of the cars, and everything. So you wow. can click on the top ten cars and see where they're on the track. Now, this means that during the race on Sunday, you're watching the race, it's five and a half hours, right? It's a long race. And you a think
1: thousand, a thousand uh a thousand is it a thousand laps? Yeah.
0: Oh, you look at me, oh, I thought you were taking the Mickey, no, but no, no, just 161 saying. laps it's, of a six point two one three kilometer circuit. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um <laughs> so
1: Jamie it wasn't, Wink- it wasn't a thousand laps like some people have suggested, no. it'd take like four days, I think to do it. It would take it, a little <laughs> while, yeah.
0: Let's say Jamie Wincup's leading, but he he's one pit stop down, he's got a pit again. You're sitting there thinking, he looks like he's got a long lead. So you can now open up the Fox Vision app, which is what it's called. You can look at the map of Bathurst and you can see that he's the whole length of the straight ahead.
1: You can see where his competitors are. Very, very cool thing so to be a able to do. Top down view, because even if you're watching it on television, they very rarely have a shot of the entire track Circuit, yeah. and you seeing all the cars in the you position. Can, so the you track. can look at it from top down. You so can come at God it. God view, is it? God but, view, yeah. is it?
0: Well, you could come at it for like a helicopter flying along yeah. the side of it. You can come at it from any angle. That's yeah. the thing, because it's three dimensional in augmented reality. So that was cool. It was very fun. But then there's a second part of the app. Um, I can't remember what it's called, 3D drive or something. Yep. But you open it up and on the coaster is a little super jeep auto V8 supercar. And uh, 3D live 3D, 3D play playing, is what it's yep. called. And you're, you can hear the supercar in your phone, so it makes noise. And there's an accelerator and a brake pedal for your right thumb and there's a steering wheel for your left thumb and you drive v V8 supercar so around.
1: It's a virtual remote control. That's right. Wow. So
0: I, I was doing burnouts on Stephen's carpet here. I did burnouts <laughs> on my desk. Parry had no idea what was going on.
1: Because looking
0: through one. my phone, he was seeing me playing remote control car. Looking on the desk, there was nothing there. Mind-blowing stuff. And Can there was burnouts you, and everything.
1: Your, your kids are at that sort of the toy age where they where mm. they love all this stuff. Mm. Is it setting them up to be kind of disappointed at, at average toys now, seeing all this technology like you're seeing augmented reality Why do you think I'm still doing this game, man? I have to stick around. (laughs) But I'm just saying, kids, haven't they got it great now, all the technology they've got for apps and and, and great tech toys and things like that? No, every now and then they just – Do they still just play with Matchbox cars?
0: Every now and then they – yeah, bloody oath. Mate, Harry was off to a a play date today, as they call them, with some friends. Mate, he took a bag of monster trucks and Matchbox cars. As you, yeah, do, as you absolutely so, still do that. And the last thing about that little race thing here, <laughs> so do I. I didn't bring mine today. Um, the Because the la- I'm, I'm very short on time. The last thing is then they've got this virtual, pretend, Not it's a very simplified map of yep. Bathurst that you can actually drive that super cheap auto race car around and set lap times. So I think what will happen on the weekend is, you know, let's say you set a really good lap time, take a screenshot, share it on, on Twitter, yeah. um, and the, the hashtag will be Fox Vision. Now, they're not promising prizes or anything, but I think you'll find secretly there'll they'll be some surprise and delight. If they find a few people setting good lap times, they might reward you with things here and there, uh-huh. which will be really, really cool. Okay. Um, and I'd love to see people's lap times too, so feel free to include me on that at Trevor Long. My best lap time, by the way, 12.17. Um, and um, 12
1: minutes, 17 seconds. 12 seconds. Okay.
0: It's a very small very circuit. Small circuit. It's very hard saying. to drive, though. I was going to say twelve seconds. Jackson got excited it. when he did a thirty-second lap time. So seconds, let's put yeah. it that way. Was, and twelve seventy-two. Twelve seventy-eight. And the, the, point. The, the, bloke, the bloke from Foxtel nearly died because because his best was a twelve-three, and he's wow. been playing with it for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh, sugar, I better I better go and have another go." Anyway, I'd love to see people's times. 12, 12, seven, eight is my best thus far, but I'll be tweeting mine over the weekend as well. So honestly, I just think so. So a couple of things about this: it's free. It's about enhancing the broadcast, right? Yep. But take it, forget Bathurst, forget Rev Heads. This is a world first because it's not only augmented reality; it's real-time data from a sports event into an augmented reality app, Mm. and it is mind-blowing, mate. It is very, very cool. And I think let's think about NRL, right? So you put the coaster down, the little, the trigger, whatever it is, and you can see the NRL field. What would you want to see? What would enhance your viewing experience? Yeah, I, mean, I think stats,
1: right? Yeah. Well, imagine you know how you said you can see cars mm. lie like a live mm. real-time view. Mm. Imagine, because, you know, players wear yeah, little GPS that, tracking yeah, on them. Imagine being able to see the players on the field and tap on a player and, and, see, and how, see the how, stats, where, how where many they, tackles they run, they've yeah. done and all that. Exactly. That would be awesome. Are, are you listening, NRL, Fox Sports? Uh, well, Get this happening.
0: I have no doubt that this weekend is a trial. season. I yeah. think this is, well, it took them five weeks to build this. Oh, five, weeks? five weeks. They worked with, I think, at the uh, wow. our university in South Australia, okay. and so internally. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's brilliant. Amazing. So, so I think, and I'm not putting pressure on them, but I think the idea here is that if it goes well this weekend, then it will have the internal support. Like, Patrick Delaney needs to see that it's got legs in the public for him to want Absolutely. to put money behind it. Yeah. And I think that if it goes well this weekend, I think NRL, NRL fans wow. will be saying, well, what, what next for use us? That. I'd use that for sure. And, again, that, it makes yeah. you go, well, that's why I'm going to watch the it's Fox live, Sports instead live, live of Channel 9.
1: Yeah, totally. Wow. Because this
0: weekend I'm going to watch Fox Sports instead of Channel 10.
1: Yeah. You know, there you have it. Oh, so Channel 10 have the broadcast and yeah. so does Fox. Yeah. So they've already won a viewer in you because of the Vision. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well I think it's a it's a great great app for sport and, and what so not even Formula One has this, have they? No, this imagine, is the point, right?
0: Formula One do that. I'd be going out of my head. No. You'd be paying even more for that app oh, you I've yours. said before I would pay a lot of money with the right content in that app. I'm available yeah. to the new owners of Formula One to consult. <laughs> I'm sure, they're listening. <laughs> new owners. Yeah, they were sold to a company called Liberty Media. So what, Bernie Eggleston sold everything no, to? do? Or? Bernie's still uh, the, he's still deeply involved, okay. deeply ownership, and he's still running the joint. But I'm sure a new, they're new Canadian or or English, uh, sorry, Canadian or, or uh, American bloke okay. running the show, and I think it'll um, I think it's going to be all about. Maybe not next year, but the year after, I think we might see some final, finally, some innovation in, in digital.
1: Well, we're uh, well, you are available as a consultant. I'm sure they listen to the podcast, so you never know. Everyone doesn't keep, keep your ear on. Doesn't the everyone
0: listen? Of course. Okay, That's just checking. Uh, two blokes talking tech.
1: Well, we've just gone from talking about augmented reality. Let's uh, change gears. You like that? Change gears. Oh! to virtual reality and uh, not quite as sexy as uh, tracking a car around Bathurst. Ziggy Zag a hashtag in real time. Yeah, Ziggy's barking in the background. But we're talking virtual reality here and you think of one area where virtual reality would be perfect and it is in real estate. Imagine the situation where you want to inspect a property and you can't get there or the property hasn't even been built yet. It's on the plans. Imagine being able to walk through that apartment or house using virtual reality. Well that that's now that is now possible with realestate.com.au now unveiling their new Android app. I'm sure it's going to come to iOS down the track. But the this Android app which will allow you to take virtual reality t- tours through selected properties to help real estate agents help their properties stand out from the crowd because it's it's a very competitive market the real estate market and I think any way you can enhance that sale using a technology like this, I think mm. would be interesting. So I, I'm lucky enough. I, w- I was at the, an event with realestate.com
0: earlier in the year and I got to play around with a bunch of their stuff. They've got they've got their their website in virtual reality coming, yeah. if it's not there now, I haven't checked, But so you can actually browse for things. But these walkthroughs are very smart, so you're standing in a room and there's like a blue dot over there. You just look at the blue dot and it takes you over there and then mm. you can look around. Now, I don't think it – for anyone that thinks, oh, we just go to a home inspection or it's just – about that, those days of the week—Wednesday, Thursday, Friday—where you're thinking about what you're going to look at on Saturday. And I'm telling you, you put the headset on, sit there, and go, "Yeah, no, I don't." Oh, yeah, no. It's well, it, if, if there's ten properties you're going to look at on the weekend, and it gets rid of two of them
1: for you, absolutely. it makes life easier. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> what what you want to do is just get a sense of the place. It gives right. you a better sense of the joint, the space, what it feels like. And no, I think good are on them because they did have augmented reality as well. Hey, eh? they've yeah, had a the augmented yeah. reality. Yeah, so they are just it's good to see that realestate.com.au are going forward with technology the use of technology in this case and this was always going to be a, a top shelf way to use VR mm. sort of to, to bring you places where to experience a place like you're there yeah. and that what better thing to experience like you're there and then your potentially your new home their chief nerd um <laughs> Nigel
0: Dalton I think his name is yeah. the I think he's a CIO anyway he is just super massive into Robots and and virtual reality. Like, yeah. he is way, and I mean, we think we're ahead of the curve sometimes. This bloke's thinking so much further ahead of the curve um, that it's that it's immense. And it's, it's critical to companies of that scale. This is a big publicly listed company with their presence all around the world. They've got Italy and France. They've got mm. they've got all around the world covered. It's really critical that they're thinking about this stuff. Otherwise, mate, they get blown out of the water. Absolutely. In the same way that Fox Sports, for example, need to be thinking about it so that they can value add in the rights to so that that's a reason for a sports um, uh, sports organisation to yeah. sign them up as broadcasters because mm-hmm. they are innovative. Really critical
1: time for companies like that, don't well, you know, reckon? It's, it's, uh, custom, getting a customer, keeping a customer, converting a customer, whatever you want to call it, it's getting harder and harder. Mm. The competition, you, you, to have that edge in business, and in, in, in this case the real estate market, You need to be thinking outside the square. Two blokes talking tech in. Check out the details of the realestate.com.au VR
0: app at (laughs) techguide.com.au. So this was an interesting one this week. Facebook has, hasn't has shied away from buying and selling in the past. And we talked uh, when they launched the buy and sell groups page. Um, we talked when they, when they made it a possible to buy and sell just within smaller groups. But the thing that they did this week was take everything they've been doing with buying and selling and put it into – Their app basically. So now on the Facebook app, in the middle of the app, there's a little tab for marketplace. You click on that and you can see stuff that's available to buy in your area. And there's a a, a diameter of search that you can look at. You can say within 5Ks of me, 30Ks of me, 100Ks of me. It's very, very easy to do. And this creates a real-time localized marketplace. Now eBay is great. Gumtree is great. But think about the number of people. I don't know whether Joe's doing it, mate. But my wife yesterday, I'm sitting in my office. Knock, knock, knock on the door. Woman standing there, I've never met before. She goes, "I'm just here to pick up this." There was a thing at the door. The so my wife sell swaps. Yeah, my stuff. wife had sold a little uh, desk side table, yep. sitting it out, sit, sitting out the front. Woman had an envelope, five bucks in it, and yep. done, done deal. Knows. She yep. would have left the envelope under the mat if yep. I wasn't there. This is happening all around Australia, and Facebook is now right in that, and it's free, 100% free. Here,
1: here's the thing with, you know, obviously there's your Ebays, of course, which is sort of in a class of its own, but even like sites like Gumtree, which is free, doesn't have the best reputation. It's mm. not it's not as secure and clunky and ugly. That's right. And... So here in uh, the Facebook marketplace where – there is kind of a level of trust there because you've been on the site. They've and not only are you selling to your friends, but I imagine you'd be offering it to people you don't know. Yeah. So there is there is a level of trust there because you can check the people out who who are potentially bidding on your stuff. You, you basically,
0: money. Stephen, could say, rightio. Let's say you had a games table that you wanted to sell. Yes. You take a photo of it, you put it on Facebook Marketplace and you say I want $500 for it. Yeah. Now, if I if I'm living in your area and I happen to see it come up, I know it, but if if I'm living, you know, 50 ks away, I can still find it in the games category. Yeah. And and what happens is, we don't know each other, never met each other, not in any part of any group. We haven't mm-hmm. had to join and be approved to join the North Shore buy swap and sell or anything. Mm-hmm. That's because that's the problem. Those groups require someone to, you know, say, you're okay, you live here. This is just direct peer to peer, and I message you. It's Facebook Messenger enabled, basically. I say, I'll give you 400. You say, no way. Yeah. A day, so a say, day later, I say Have you sold it. I say four fifty, and you say righty, done, okay. sold.
1: So there's no you, you. set the price, or is it It's no auction. No it's just you set a price. You set a price. And whether you get an offer on it or not, Correct. that's up to you.
0: That's it. And there's none of this. See, the problem with Facebook groups is all this bumping, and you you got to got to bumpy things to re-show yeah. them. next in line, and all this. It's just hey, did you sell it or not? And and that's how it works. And you message someone, and you go and meet them and pick it up. It's as simple as that.
1: Absolutely. Like well, the same morning. It it is smart because I think you you think about like what it's yet another way Facebook's leveraging their massive base of users.
0: And someone said to it's me, like they're- if they're not
1: charging for it, why are they doing it? Because remember, well, you don't have that. you so don't have to do free. the
0: transaction, right? The transaction yeah. is I can pay you
1: four hundred fifty cash for your
0: game. Yeah, Facebook's
1: not going to send you a, 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 a final value fee but, or anything other.
0: But what's going to happen is. People will use Facebook more. So the time in app and the usage of the app will increase. And at some point in time, it'll be, you know, there'll be companies listing stuff in there or they'll sell ads around.
1: Is is it ad support or are there ads in it? There's no
0: ads in it and it doesn't appear there's going to be. But also remember, if I search for games tables for the next two weeks, they're going to know that about me and they're going to sell ads to me in my normal Facebook field. Basically, it's about data mining. They're going to learn so much more about me. Uh, as an individual. And not only
1: what you sell, what you buy as well, I would right. imagine. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
0: they'll learn more about you. They'll be able to target better towards advertisers yeah.
1: for you, and that's the end game for Facebook. Absolutely. Well, I think uh, if this was uh, inevitable. I think this move yeah. from Facebook is always coming.
0: I'm not sure. It's not going to kill Gumtree and eBay, no, but no, no. I think it will have an impact on them. I genuinely do. So interesting times ahead. If you've sold or you bought or you're looking to do that on um, Facebook Marketplace, let us know on the Ziggy Zaggy hashtag. Stephen, let's, uh, let's get into my favourite topic. Keep it to the minute reviews, you reckon?
1: Fitness. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to start off with the Fitbit Charge 2. Now, I've got to say the original Charge was one of the most popular mm. activity trackers on the market. Uh, I'd used it before. It was a quite a good product. What Fitbit have managed to do is make it even better. So the, the, the screen's four times larger. So it fits not only more information. You can fit. You can wear it as a watch. So it's got the time displayed all the time. You can then scroll through all the, your steps, calories burned, distance travelled, all of those flights of stairs you've walked. The design-wise, it's very similar to the Fitbit Alta. You know the the detachable straps, oh, yeah, yeah. so you can customise it with your different bands as well. So the, uh, that's, got, that's what – it's got great things going for it there in terms of design. It's not too bulky, and it is the right size for it to be worn comfortably by a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. So big tick there. Performance-wise, this has got a, H, a heart rate monitor, so 24-7 heart rate monitoring with uh, – so you don't need to wear a chest strap. It can take your resting heart rate as well, which is now being used to measure your general health over a resting heart rate. Uh, if it's high, obviously you need to get it lower to, to, to get a bit healthier get a bit fitter try to bring that resting heart rate down but this isn't i think people need to be aware of the fact that this isn't just putting this on your wrist is not going to get you fit i made a point of this in my mm-hmm. review it's like it's not it's just like if buying a set of scales is going to make you lose weight it's what you yeah. it's, it's what it's a, it's a monitor what oh no <laughs> it, it's a way to, to monitor hang, your fitness? how
0: many days before my give money back there's a 14-day Sorry,
1: I don't know, but uh, but look, look th- this is a way for you to check where you're at with your fitness, set yourself a goal, and it'll help you reach that goal. So don't think, there's, look, I'm going to strap this on and I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to get fit. you actually still got to exercise. You've still got to move. This is a great way for you to monitor that. And what I like about it is it's pretty much set and forget most of the time, where it'll detect if you've gone on a run. If you've done a walk, it'll it'll check your sleep as well. It'll tell you how well you slept. Mm. You can specify uh, uh, certain exercises, like if you're doing running on an indoor treadmill or riding a bike or uh, using the elliptical machine or doing weights and things like that. What it can't do on the downside, it's not waterproof, so you can't swim with it. Uh, there's no built-in GPS either, so you need to take your phone. If you're a serious runner, you want to get that accurate information and map your run. So that's what it can't do. Uh, the app is excellent, a great way for you to monitor, look back at your progress, graph it, and, and see how, how well you've done. Uh, and price-wise, I think, too, just wrapping up, well, first of all, too, sorry. Because your minute has battery, struggled. Yeah, battery is excellent. So you're looking at five, six days' worth of battery, which is really good. Uh, and the price, two forty nine ninety five, which I think is is really good value yeah. for a product of this kind.
0: Because uh, it fits perfectly between the simple, cheap tracker, 100 bucks yes. odd, and the activity and the, watch, the smartwatch, smartwatch, you know, 350 400
1: right. odd. Absolutely right. I think uh, the Fitbit Charge 2, 249 95 I think, is terrific value.
0: Very good value. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Minute reviews from Stephen Fennig, available at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech.
1: You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor
0: now, this is interesting to me because we're talking televisions and I think while we'll listen to a minute review here, I think what we probably should do is maybe next week or the week after, I don't know when, we should go back and say, "Radio, where are we at with TVs? Because yeah. it's been a very interesting year for television, quality, quality televisions.
1: Now, I think Sony have got always been great at making good TVs. They've got great technology. They've got the tri displays, displays, uh, but this new Z9D, And this is an LED TV. I've got to say, probably one of the best LED TVs I've ever seen. And in terms of uh, black levels, colour, all this technology combines beautifully. And and they've got this excellent backlight technology so they can control it down to the final LED, uh, the intensity of each LED, uh, turn them on and off whenever they want. So, you know, it's HDR as well. So you're getting great, brights, really nice blacks, really deep blacks as well, and a lot of detail in between. Colour reproduction is second to none as well. So just having a nice screen full of pixels, that isn't going to cut it on its own. Uh, it's got also the the processor that's beating sort of under the hood there as well that does all these, these calculations and creates that great image quality, uh, the sort of the really virtually non-existent motion it's the 4K processor X1. So all that real-time image processing going on, which is apparently uh, 40% more processing than the previous generation of chips. So mm. what you're seeing on the screen is just phenomenal picture quality. And as I said, for an LED TV, this has got black levels that you won't Believe and because the LED lights, the backlights are so concentrated, you don't get this light leakage. You know, some parts of the screen is sort of a smokier color rather yeah, than a deep black uh, around. Especially when you're in a black screen with a
0: white writing, it's it just right. yeah. It, that's my biggest test. I mean, it's, I'm that, not. LED, I'm not a visual, yeah. a good visual test. We've talked about this before, but I think yeah. that's how I test a TV.
1: Absolutely, well, and that's how you, you would you would see the difference even standing in a store. Like this produces for an LED TV, this is near OLED quality black levels. So, mm. so that. that that's a big wrap for this television. What else I like about it too, it's got HDR, but it's also got HDR upscaling. So standard standard range colour, mm-hmm. it can upscale to HDR. So oh, no. takes now- it takes it from 8-bit all the way up to 14-bit and then comes back down to 10-bit and, and you can see the difference. It's remarkable. Right. You know what would be interesting to test? I don't know if you've done it. I'll be interested to test
0: a 4K Blu-ray player on it, right? So my issue with... 4K Blu-ray is, when you compare a Blu-ray to a 4K Blu-ray, they're always HDR. So the, yeah. the Blu-ray always looks a bit washed out. So it'd be interesting to see what a Blu-ray oh, on a this Blu-ray looks like compared to a
1: 4K Blu-ray. That's what I did. And it's actually a nice segue into the next part of this, which is the upscaling. And not only HDR upscaling, but Sony has always nailed it with upscaling. Like I've got a Sony 4K projector in here that just does such good upscaling. But this TV takes it to the next level. So... Blu-ray, you're going to think, well, jeez, the- I'm looking at 4K quality, mm. and your-, your non-HDR content as well is going to be upscaled to HDR quality too. Uh, mate, I- 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 there's- there was nothing I did not love about this TV. It's priced at $6,999, mm. 65-inch TV, but you are getting the cream of the crop here. This is, without a doubt, the best TV Sony's ever made. Wow. Big rap from Stephen Finney. Full review, all the details
0: at techguide.com.au.
1: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
0: Fenwick. Well, that's it. That's episode 272 done. Are you excited? I'm very excited, Trevor. Two okay. seven, two
1: seventy-one. where it was I? Well, or 272. 272. 272 Sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, that means next week's 273.
0: <laughs> Do <did> you think? <laughs> okay. Wow. Is that how it works? Uh, we'll be back next week. You can engage with us anytime you like on Twitter at Stephen Finnick, at Trevor Long, ziggy zaggy the hashtag. We'll talk to you then.
1: See you then. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor
0: Long.